Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, I, I didn't Hi. even realize we had started. All yeah. right. I'm interested in this. Let us begin <laughs> this episode by saying yeah. Merry Halloween to all of those out there right now. It's on Sunday. Yeah, it's in roughly like 26 hours it starts. Something like that, yeah. We're recording late as fuck today. We had to move a couch, and that took eight hours. It, yeah, yeah, it did. It, was, yeah. it took about... Eight, eight and a half on a, you know, on a good day. You know how moving couches is, everybody. But, 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 we are back with a brand new episode for you guys to round out the month. It's true, because that's Grand I'm Jake, and we are starting a cult. Mitch is here. Ooh, yeah. And Navi is outside, ready to bust through the fucking door. Like a fucking angry police officer from the 30s. Just kick this shit in and just look around. He's got a baton now. We got him a baton. Yeah, he will be dressed as a shark on Sunday. Well, it, more, more importantly, he'll be dressed as a dog being eaten by a shark. No, oh, yeah, he's not. Enti- the shark is consuming him. You know. Yeah, isn't that terrifying? But uh, so you know, Halloween is here. It's come and gone. Probably by the time a good chunk of people listen to this, I'd imagine. But we're moving on. We're going yeah. through November. We're going to be hitting Christmas soon. Uh, Kwanzaa, I don't know when that happens, but it's probably around the same time. Hanukkah. Uh, yeah, Hanukkah. Yeah, uh, what about, uh, Ramadan? Yeah. Or not Ramadan, uh, Tet? We got all that, of That's it. a thing, a very, uh, something about Tet. It's all coming up. A bunch of holidays are coming yeah. up, so get ready for that. We're going to bring in the holiday season and kind of round out the Halloween season with an extended series, I'd say. Yeah, this is definitely... Definitely two, maybe three parts. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're looking at a hefty chunker here, uh, both physically and metaphorically in this sense. But today, if you couldn't read the title, if maybe the name threw you or something, I don't fucking yeah, know. It's pronounced Alistair. Alistair. Crowley. But Ozzy says Crowley. So it, we're just going to say either or. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I had never actually heard it pronounced. Until, honestly, within the last year, I'd say. So, though, any time I'd ever refer to him, it was Aleister Crowley. That was yeah. just what I was familiar with. No, yeah. I'm probably going to be saying that. Yeah, so just don't be nitpicky out there. You know, you'll understand. You know. We're, we're coming from a place of uh, not knowing who this fucking guy is personally. So, we might say his name wrong a few times. He's Get old as shit. It. Yeah, he died a while ago. But... It will be um, our new series. It'll be, you know, like Jake said, two episodes, possibly a third. We'll see how far we can get without, you know. I'll tell you this. It's one of those things we were talking about today, kind of like where where should the stopping point be, right? And it's kind of before he even gets into what he's known for. Yeah, it's like the there's. It's hard to pump the brakes on this guy. It just. It's just hilarious situation after hilarious situation. Yeah, it starts and it just flies off the handles and it doesn't stop. 
So, I hope you guys enjoyed this little uh, beefy intro into yeah. Alistair himself. We're bringing the brisket. We are going to have a good time. There will be plenty of weird shit you'll hear. And uh, as the series goes on, I think you'll realize why it took us a while not only to get to this guy, but also why we chose to do it this time of the year. It's true. It's true. So I guess without further ado, should we uh, should we hop right into this monster? Oh yeah, to this Grant. Oh yeah, beast. If we say, yeah, he <laughs> is the beast. You know what? You know what I'm saying, Alistair Crowley. Oh, that's the episode, and that's it. It's just Alistair that's Crowley. All you See you guys here. later. It's the name. He's arguably one of the most well-known actual magicians in history. I would. So isn't that fu- aside from maybe Merlin? Yeah, I will. Houdini is not. He was a, an illusionist, Mitch. Yeah. Okay. See, that that's an important distinction I want to make here and now. Uh, Mitch is playing the role of the audience here, right? He 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 says it. He's like, "What about Houdini? Maybe David Copperfield? I don't know." Oh, yeah. What about him? Well, the thing with that is that those guys, or if you've ever seen that show, it was really popular among our age group for some reason. But that show, like Breaking the Magician's Code. Where it just remember? shows you how to do magicians' tricks. Yeah. <laughs> like, secretly, there's a door here. But no one even pays attention to that. Right. That, like, that, well, that's not real magic. And I, I'm not talking Harry Potter wand-waving, mind-reading magic. We're talking about, in a, in a nutshell, before... I mean, obviously, you know, we'll cover this a lot more in depth. But we're talking spiritual... Weird, controlling, mental capacity. Occult. Yeah, dark energy. Yeah. Weird, just weird shit. Right and left-hand path, all these things. Yeah, just really weird stuff that that these guys do not do. Houdini, Copperfield, people like that, they are, as Jake said, illusionists. Yeah. Because there's no real magic in what they do other than the magic of not really letting you see... How things are done. Yeah. But again, we're not even going to be getting to that uh, in this episode today. No. But that's just who he was, okay? Who? He, yeah. Uh, he was widely known as the Great Beast 666. That, yeah, that if was you have his numbers title. in your name and it's not like the third. And you're not like Elon's kid or something. Well, that dude's like just a fucking... I'm going to say it here and I've been saying it for years. Elon Musk is, he's, I mean, he's a jerk-off. That's just what it is. Just, <laughs> I've been saying this for years. <laughs> guy's just a fucking, he's a chode. He's, yeah, well. And it's not anything personal against the guy. I just don't trust anybody that has more money than me. Yeah. No, I, it makes sense. I he has more money than I simply cannot anybody. trust them because I'm like, you have things that I don't have. You have reason to lie to me. Yeah. I just assume every rich person is a liar. Probably. With, with, not, with, not, with that uh... notwithstanding, <laughs> let's continue. Okay. Right. okay, Alistair Crowley. All right, yeah. Great B666. He was a really well-known magician. He was also, you know, he was an occultist, a ceremonial magician, a poet, a painter, a novelist, and a mountaineer who also just so happened to found a religion Placing himself within it as a prophet who would usher in the Aeon of Horus. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Of course. Everybody Aeon knows of Horus. that. Yeah. But like with most episodes like this one, we're going to start from the very beginning. Grant. Okay. Edward Alexander Crowley. It was what he was born. He looked His like the fourth Edward. stooge. He did. Wait, the fourth? <laughs> he kind of just looks like Curly, honestly. Yeah, but I feel like if you threw him into the show as like the fourth stooge, you know, the, not sh- obviously he's not Shemp, but if you threw him in as the fourth stooge, he'd be like, yeah, I'd buy it. He, I would watch those fucking episodes. He's Curly's like cousin from like, I don't know, Romania or some weird shit. Something, something. But yeah, so he was born Edward Alexander Crowley, and he was born on October 12th of 1875 in Royal Leamington Spa, Warwickshire, England. What a cool fucking place. We're just from like one word towns. So like This is like a fucking buffet of words. Gary. It's like, all right, well, that's one one thing. Touches the guy's name. This is this fucking place is like a workout to say. Royal it. Leamington Spa <laughs> in Warwickshire, England. To his parents, uh, also Edward 
and Emily. Right, so Crowley, the Crowleys were an extremely wealthy family uh, due to their brewing business. And the family was made up of devout Quakers who thought that, the, and who though they were like not allowed to drink alcohol, they heavily capitalized on manufacturing and distributing it. Never get high on your own supply, you yeah, know? Yeah. They knew what they were doing. Yeah, good business people. Crowley uh, ale houses were all over the country, apparently. They dotted fucking corners like 7 Eleven. That's but, kind of, that's an interesting idea that like just a fucking beer companies so we got stores everywhere they're just all over the place. It's true. That doesn't really happen that often nowadays. Now it's just like there's one location and it's in Pennsylvania. If you want to go there, it's like oh, no thanks. Like ooh, it's a road trip as well. Well, Edward's share of the family brewing business allowed him to retire before Alistair was even born. Uh, just to give you sort of an idea of the wealth. So back to Alistair himself. When he came out of his mother, there were some notable features, okay? He had some weird shit about him when he came out of there. He looked like a stooge. Um, <laughs> he was bald. What a he freak. Was making weird noises, and he was always going like... He <laughs> doing weird, you know, he's falling over chairs and shit. And yeah. Always causing havoc and making messes. Yeah, yeah, complaining about things. Uh, so, uh, he was born literally tongue-tied, causing him to have the connective tissue under his tongue, connecting it to the bottom of his mouth, snipped by a doctor only a few days after his birth. It's like an oral circumcision. Pretty much, yeah. It was just he couldn't move it. Uh, what else has he got? He had, he had his tongue snipped. He also, uh, had what was known as a birth call, which is a piece of the membrane still attached to the baby's head after birth. That's kind of cool. Like, yeah, it's just some, some headwear. That's just fucking taking it with you, dude. He's like, I came, I saw, I conquered, and I left with like, it, yeah, bitch. You, you know, it's hard to just part with things like that. Uh, so this, it, apparently, the, uh, what's it called? What's it called? The, the, bre- the, the birth call. The birth call. In folklore, apparently, it means the child is destined for greatness. Ooh, yeah. Okay. And possibly the craziest claim upon his birth was that he had four chest hairs that formed a swastika. That's just ridiculous. And apparently it was, a, well, I mean, it was like a Buddhist symbol for good luck yeah. at, at the time. Yeah, obviously, this you is know, pre-Nazis. But... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not that symbol, but it's still like, what are the odds, yeah. you know? All these things, Alistair claimed, was indicative of the Buddha. And the only downside of these things was that his tongue uh, disfigurement, you know, the uh, little snipperoo there, uh, he would live his entire life unable to pronounce the letter R. Really? Which I had no idea. That's hilarious. There's two R's in his fucking name. Alistair Quoli. It's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. I imagine it's a W thing he's replacing it with, right? Whoop. Will Willie? That's Willie Bad. Maybe I don't know. But anyway, yeah, he couldn't pronounce the the letter R. Uh, so growing up, let's get into this guy's childhood. Mitch is the <laughs> Mitch really likes the uh, speech impediment. Yeah, Mitch is cracking up here. He's Mitch fucking, is crying in the corner. He's been uncorked here. <laughs> uncorked. Uncorked. Uh, all right. So growing up. Alistair started off as a well-behaved daddy's boy. Okay? Dude, <laughs> he was, he loved his dad. Boy. He loved him. Uh, his father, uh, though coming from a historically Quaker family, went on to join an even more extreme version of the Quakers known as the Plymouth Brethren. More specifically, <laughs> the closed sect of them. Oh who believed God. that... Uh, <laughs> that only the Plymouth Brethren would be permitted into heaven. Only the closed Plymouth Brethren. So it's a very select group of people. So they're using a name. They're using a name of a group that they think is damned, and they're just like, "We're the better version of this group." Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. He was like, "Quakers aren't quite intense enough for me." They'd be like if Christianity like rebranded itself as like. Atheism Plus. <laughs> like just, a streaming service? Yeah, it's like, we're Atheists Plus. Um, 
you know, so, plus salvation. Christians idiots. don't get into heaven, but atheists plus do. Like Jesus. that doesn't make any fucking yeah. sense. But that that's that's what we're dealing with here. <laughs> yeah. So, so he he thought he was just the shit, and and he would you know, uh, with all the free time that he had from retiring so early. Alistair's father spent his days writing hundreds upon hundreds of religious pamphlets that he'd forcefully hand out on the street. Forcibly, he and said, he's like a read this super, fucking pamphlet. Super rich and powerful man, just writing religious pamphlets and going like, "Hey, sir, sir, you read this, read this, and hear the Lord, sir." Like, it's like sir, crazy, dude. Why are you Jesus. not fucking reading my pamphlet? <laughs> Don't you know I'm at the Plymouth Brotherhood Plus? Yeah. Well, <laughs> but he would also sometimes do this in a more official setting as well, uh, bringing his son to all of his events. So Alistair was just with his dad. He was going, watching his dad yell at people about God. Uh, so this was Alistair's first insight into how much he loved and craved attention. He looked up to his father for his conviction and ability to control the attention of a room. So he's like, spotlight's on me, bitch. He had the, what some would say, the Wasputin pole, you know? Just like, it, <laughs> they got the attention, you know? Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, so, however, Alistair's time with his father was short because on March of 1887, when Alistair was only 11 years old, his father died of tongue cancer. Fuck. After claiming it was God's will to not receive any medical treatment at all. They got some bad tongues in that fucking family, dude. They I just cannot so, catch dude. The a break. Tongues are a, a focal point of health problems. Everything else is fine, but the tongue is the real issue. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was uh, it was after this uh, you know tragic event that Alistair's whole personality seemed to shift. Uh, you know, once a nice, God fearing, and loving young man, Alistair almost immediately began despising the devoutly religious. Ah, oh, okay. See, it Isn't makes sense. Fun. You know, he's super religious, but he's also super into his dad, and his dad's super religious, and his dad dies, and he's like, "Well, yeah," and he was like, "Oh, it's God's will," so it was probably due to that. Religion, it's like they took my dad. Religion God, didn't you. do anything for me. <laughs> you know, after I wrote that down that he couldn't pronounce ours, I just completely forgot and just pictured him speaking normally. Throughout all the rest of this, no, 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 no. But we really have to. He forgets. We really have to be, you know, authentic here. He can't do it. You know, he cannot do it. (laughs) I miss my father. (laughs) It's like what? Oh god. Well, uh, the only book that he had access to at the time was the Bible, and following his father's death, he began identifying with Satan rather than Jesus. I love Lucifer. Lucifer. Do you think he just like, like a, sort of like a New York Boston accent? Yeah, like Lucifer. A little, a little bit. Lucifer. My I, father. I fucking love Lucifer, man. I don't understand. <laughs> Jesus, fucking awesome. All right, so uh, what? Uh, what you know? Uh, he has. Uh, he's especially fond of the Book of Revelations. He loves that one. Uh, what with the Great Beast and the False Prophet and what have you? Okay. He loved it. He identified with all of it. Crowley, looking back on his time at this time in his life, stated outright that though he was on the side of Satan, he was not a Satanist, okay? He did not hate God, but rather he hated the God of those he hated. So he developed a hatred for the type of Christianity that was promoting like cruelty and hypocrisy. So the God that those people worshipped is the one he opposed with Satan. But he wasn't a Satanist. This guy Very just, confusing. This guy's just your typical, like, 18-year-old kid nowadays. That That's just what it is. <laughs> it, it, back then, it was just so strange. It was like, you're not working, and you're not, like, dying of some horrible disease. He's like, no. No, hmm. I just really don't like religion, and I cannot deal with it. It's like, okay, man, whatever. He's rich. I mean, you know, everything's fine. And with so many people, uh, you know, uh, wait a minute, hang on. It was so many people, in his mind, uh, being wrong about the nature of God. It only made sense that they were also wrong about the nature of sin, right? Because he was just like, I hate the way these people think God works. Sin's probably different, too. 
is what young Alistair that's, thought. That's a pretty reasonable assumption, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it sounds like pretty high-level thinking for such a young man. Yeah. And, and it was, I think. It's very, especially for the time, that's very unique and kind yeah. of strange. It is. But there were also instances early on uh, in his life that kind of hinted at the possibility that Crowley might be on the spectrum for autism. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, he had a tendency to take uh, any and all things literally. Okay. Very literally. Like, at age 14, he he uh, he heard mention of, you know, like, cats have nine lives. You know, no, they like, don't. <laughs> I'll fucking kill this cat right That's here. That's exactly what he did. <laughs> He's like, to test this, he, uh, he found a stray cat and began killing it in multiple ways. I think one will just do <laughs> yeah. it, you know, just one no, way. No, yeah, yeah. He included burning, poisoning, smashing, and many more, but he ended it by throwing the cat out of a high window of a building. But, well, of course, it was dead after the first thing he did. So he's just playing with a dead cat's corpse all day. All right. That's, that's pretty much what it came down to. It's it's science, okay? If you do this in the right instance, it's science. In his case, it's just weird, but it's science in the same, it is. I in mean, the he's, same way. He's in the pursuit of knowledge. Yeah, he really yeah. is, you know? He's proving to the, the deniers <laughs> out there, the nine live believers... That that shit just ain't gonna fly, you know. Yeah, it's just not right. Yeah, no, it's true. And if you, if that story wasn't a hint at this already, he also had a tendency to take things to the extreme uh, in order to fully understand them. And you this, don't say. <laughs> yeah, this was also uh, in, it, it, it was also introduced and exacerbated at the age of fourteen. So a Bible salesman. Uh, was one was the one who introduced young Alistair to drinking, gambling, and women. Ooh. All at once, you know, all the sinful things. Uh, Alistair drank to excess and apparently took his newfound love for women back home with him. Because, still at the age of 14, Alistair supposedly seduced and had sex with a maid working in the home on his mother's bed. Wow. What do you think about that? I mean, I'll tell you this. I think, you know, we use the term seduced lightly. He probably um, raped this woman. First and foremost, you know? he probably probably uh, had some form of, you know, really strong rape vibes, as well as the fact that he's rich. He's rich as shit, and this is a maid. So it was probably just like, well, fuck it. What do I got to lose? This guy's rich. It, it's kind of true, yeah. So, yeah, he's having sex with, with his maid, all these things. There'll be Let's more see. sex. Don't worry. There's there will, there will be plenty of more sex, yeah. Almost an uncomfortable amount of sex, if you will. Yeah. It, it's like fucking boogie nights in this dude's life. Like, I swear, this shit is off the fucking chain. <laughs> so, uh, the ultimate goal for Alistair at this point, uh, it, and it would remain to be his goal for the rest of his life, was to discover and commit the unforgivable sin. Do you know what it is? He probably already did it to that cat. Maybe, but apparently he didn't even know. So he just spent, he, he didn't even know what it was. All right. He spent his entire life, uh, ta you know, taken to the very idea of uh, of sin to its its extremes in pursuit of it. Right? A, he was trying to like, like one up sin itself. That's an interesting question here. Um, what 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 could be the ultimate sin? I feel like the, the ultimate unforgivable sin because you know you can just throw hail marys and be forgiven, whenever. Yeah, that's true. Like what apparently is, what's unforgivable? Um, at least in the I, I mean I say that like in terms of in the eyes of your religious belief, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean this guy mutilated a cat and arguably assaulted a woman. Um, what else is there, you know? I don't know, unless you assault the corpse of a woman. I don't know, he's just he's just doing like a buckshot sort of thing. He's like, let's just try everywhere, all over the map. Why don't you be let's something really simple, like adding chocolate powder to milk? That's the unforgivable sin. God damn, we're all dead. That is, that's Everyone's the going to hell. It's the unforgivable. That's that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. You, just I don't ask. Just chocolate powder and it milk. It just is. You fucking, you don't want to find out. Don't do it. Any milk? Syrup is okay, though. Like, if you do, like, the chocolate syrup, you know? But 
Mm-mm. All no. right. Okay. If it's a powder mix, you're you're done for. <laughs> Fair enough. Mitch agrees. Uh, so all right, all right. You know what? The instance with the maid. You know, uh, it was also Alistair's first insight into passing blame for his misdeeds. Because when the maid eventually told her boss, uh, which is Alistair's mom, about the antics in her bed, Alistair simply said that he was at the tobacconist at the time, and though he was pub- uh, like punished lightly for that. The maid was fired for supposedly lying. All right. Kind of shitty, I'd I mean, say. You say kind of, as in the, you're you're alluding to the fact that it might not be shitty, and I don't really know what to think because I mean I guess it. it we'll, we'll say this: it's shitty. Obviously, right? We know this. It's I not think good. it's shitty. Um, but at the end of the day, it's also like he's what fourteen? Like he I guess what do you expect? Fourteen and a rich boy, yeah. What do you expect? I mean, you go to fucking think of when you were fourteen, and you're in like school or I don't know. I mean, I assume most fourteen oh, disgusting. Yeah, and uh, they're like, "Why didn't you do your homework?" Whoever tells the truth and is just like, "I just forgot." It's like, oh my god, I. Uh, Oh God! My dog was like hit by a space shuttle and ate it. It's oh. like, are you sure? Like you, that's just what happens when you're 14. Yeah, but it teaches you know it teaches you the lesson that you can lie. Um, and in this instance, it did not help his character development. No, yeah, he was a piece of shit rich kid who just found out about passing blame, and uh, he 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 pretty much did this the rest of his life yep for anything not nothing that he caused to happen due to his actions was his fault in his mind for the rest of his life well why would it be why would it be he's rich and he was at the tobacconist i'm alistair fucking crowley do you know the crowley name i'm fucking alistair crowley okay (laughs) do you do you understand oh god all right so (laughs) so he was now on a track of misbehavior and literally seeking sin. Okay, so this is this is his path now. His, his dad died and everything went to shit. He's killed cats. He's fucking maids getting him fired. He's, he's, he's sinning. So this eventually led to his mother referring to him as the Beast. For the Great Beast 666, you know. Uh, and I thought that was fucking interesting because his mother called him that. And he just, he kept it. He yeah, kept what, the name. What a ridiculous nickname to give your own child. Quakers, man. I don't know what it's like in one of their households. You're Especially a rich one. That's a lot of things I'm not familiar with. Yeah, that seems you know? like anti-Quaker <laughs> being almost. Rich, being super religious. All these things. I, you know I don't what? even have a maid. I say let it ride. Let's see, let's see what happens, you know? I guess so, yeah. Uh, his mother was the one who started that How Insane. Okay, so, and because he was such a handful, he was sent off to boarding schools. Multiple boarding schools, in fact. Uh, he wasn't, uh, you know, he, you'd think with all the misbehavior and sin and stuff that he'd be, like, kicked out of them for that. But no, he uh, he was just really bullied pretty hard. I mean, As I you can imagine. imagine. That's not, like, a fun thing. When you're a kid, that's not cool. Even when you're an adult, that's like, huh, that's not cute. That's just weird. What's your real name? Uh, what's the? I'm the, I'm the beast. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's um, awesome. So uh, listen here. You're not the on beast. the on the roll call here. I have an Alistair Crowley. Can you say that back to me? No. What's <laughs> that? All right, so yeah, he was he was just getting bullied a bunch, uh, but he was also like just living to be a contrarian. So it was probably a mixture of kids bullying him, but also him kind of causing it, like egging it on a little bit. Yeah, you know he what was I mean. Like, if you ever, you know, I mean, maybe complete one eighty from being a good kid. So he's just gonna be a piece of shit that's being bullied, probably for a good reason. Yeah, he like, you know, he was like that kid who was like. The nerd, I guess you could say, in a in a movie fashion, that knew he was the nerd and like reveled in the fact that he was the nerd, and he wanted you to know. You know, he's like, um, actually, that was him. That was Just him. so you know, you're wrong, and I know why you're wrong. I'll tell you. Yeah, like, I'm gonna tell you. First off, people it's like were no already, one asked anything. They were already put off by this fucking guy, 
And now he's doing this shit, and then he's adding on top. It's just no, no, no. You're no. not, you're not going to make no. friends that way. No, fuck that. Well, naturally, when a child is bullied, they look for some sort of escape in one sense or another. Uh, so Alistair, he found his in the form of rock climbing, or mountaineering, as some people call it. Yeah, wouldn't it, you like to climb mountains? Mountaineering really makes it sound more cool. Not that rock climbing isn't cool, but it's just, when you say rock climbing, it's so. It, I generic. think of people like in a gym on like rocks that are bolted into the side of the the wall. Yeah, and they're like, "Look, I'm ba- I'm climbing rocks." It's like this was never a rock. This is plastic. It's like, that's fine, but it's not the real thing. You know that, right? Yeah, they, they didn't yeah. have this shit back then. That was you. If you were a rock climber, you were climbing rocks. That, no, that's that's true. what you were doing. It's true. You were climbing real rocks. Uh, he also he found that he had a natural talent for climbing. He would even do it without safety precautions. Like he was a free climber. He was just climbing up mountains without a condom. That's ape shit. You know, like no safety at all. That's ape shit. That is something that I that I don't really get that. That's got that's a rough fucking hobby. It's like, you know what I love doing? Putting myself in danger and then anything that could possibly save me, I don't use. I just, why would I? You I don't just, use it's it. It's not fun. Yeah. Well, Alistair didn't have a condom on, and he was climbing these mountains. There's no safety involved, Grant. Okay. Caution to the wind, man. Caution to the fucking wind. Through climbing, he became acquainted with a man named Oscar Eckenstein. Ooh, okay, okay. Okay, he would be the first to introduce him to the idea of magic. To the still young Crowley. He's still pretty young. And magic would take root in Alistair's mind heavily, partially due to him looking at Eckenstein as a father figure. He was like 17 years older, I guess. Yeah, he was. he's just desperate for some type of, I guess, male figure like, yeah. in his life. That's what he needed. Yeah, he's like, well, dad's dead. Now I'll, I'll figure something else out on this mountain. You're my new dad. There you go. So Okay. It- <laughs> It was around this time that Alistair's family was uh, beginning to pressure him, you know, uh, to, to choose a career path, suggesting he become a doctor. It's like, hey, you seem loving and caring and a nice guy. Become a doctor. He didn't want to, Grant. It's probably a good thing. He didn't want to do that. Probably Alistair, good. He had an undying passion for poetry that would just oh. go into his entire life as well. He loved it. He outright refused to become a doctor. He was like, no, I'm going to write poems. Good uh, for him, I yeah. guess. I mean, right on. I mean, that's what I did, but no one was pressuring me in any really, you know, direction. And now I just have a podcast. But, uh, so out, he outright refused, and he just chose to wait until he was 21. Because, something I haven't mentioned yet, Crowley's father left him the equivalent to $7.3 million in his will. Yeah, so this dude's balling yeah, out. So, <laughs> not yet, though. He waited till he's 21. Now he has access to it. Oh. And he just went head first into fucking spending it. I mean... All of it. How could you not? Maybe not all of it, but how could you not you, go a little nuts? Yeah, like you have like one fun day. You're like, I'm going to buy this aisle at Target. Like, yeah. just all the stuff. Anything that I feel like owning, I will just own today. Pretty much, That's yeah. just what I want. He's... He could have anything he wants. But, you know what he wanted? He wanted fine clothes. He got all the finest fucking clothes, a bunch of silks, a bunch of fucking curly bow ties, all these things. And he traveled all around Europe. All right? You know, just a huge vacation of it. And it was on uh, New Year's Eve in Stockholm that he discovered a side of himself that he was previously unaware of. Grant? The boner side? I don't know. Well, on the stroke of midnight, he was also receiving some strokes. Stroke boners. Okay. Yeah, this was the first time Crowley participated in sexual acts with an individual of the same gender. And he was happy as a clam with his newfound bisexuality. He was bottoming. Specifically, bottoming. He loved it. He said, it, he, it, quote, to bottoming, the purest and holiest experience that exists. Really? Is what Crowley said this was. This guy's really selling me. Maybe I should try it. I don't you know. This guy's selling me on this Keep your thing. mind open, you know? He is making... I mean, I, I, he's making it sound good. I, I can't There's, say. I can't get much better than that. 
I mean, the purest and holiest experience that exists. And I mean, this <laughs> like, is coming, are you shitting me? Think of it this way. That th- sounds awesome. This is coming from a guy who's a millionaire, and this is the greatest thing in his life. <laughs> like, this like is that, amazing. I know I said I don't trust rich people, but there's something to trust about that one. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's got a point. Someone tell me out there. I don't know. Maybe, don't know maybe you've taken it in the rear end. Let me know. Tell me what it's like. Is it fun? Is it worth it? Man, this one episode could just for, make our email so interesting. It's too late for me to turn back and try that now, but I mean, it's something to be like, you know what? Maybe I did miss out on that. Grant, it's never too late to experience things. I guess you're right, but I'm just... As funny as this is going to sound, I don't have the <laughs> balls for that. I just don't. I just All don't right. do it. Well, to each his own. But just know Sometimes you're missing I'm... out on the purest and holiest experience Sometimes that exists. Sometimes I'm afraid to poop because it hurts. You know, what am I going to do? How am I going to go the other way? You're a coward with your own bowels. I am, dude. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it could be said that his exaltation... Of this act also comes from the sinful aspect of it, right? So maybe an edgelord bit of a scenario here. He's like, ah, this is so sinful. Great. So holy and pure. Uh, not only was this sinful, but it was also against the law in most places in the world at the time. Yeah, and I'm pretty sa- I think it's safe to assume that, that when you say most places in the world, I think it was everywhere. <laughs> I'm sure it was just like it is today. It's just how people are. I'm sure there were some places people are gay, that didn't or some care? people are bisexual. A lot of people. Everyone's fucking. That's for sure. Most people. Yeah, everybody's. Most people fuck. are that, fucking. That's how life is. And if you want, okay, let me let me put it to you this way: If you are interested in same-sex sexual relations, laws probably aren't going to stop you from doing that. They didn't. Just saying. I but, mean, you know, know they, people, I mean, I'm sure. It, people want to fuck. A lot of prosecution. It, yeah, back then. It was just so so sinful, so so uh, so taboo. It was taboo. Then. Taboo. The, but he loved it. He said it was the purest and holiest experience that, that exists. See, that. Okay. That's Bottoming wild. specifically. It's wild to me. Can we talk about this? I know we're, I've gone backwards just just a hair, but it's it's really dawning at me now. Yeah. I don't know for uh, a fact that the the individual that he lost his anal virginity to was the guy who got him into magic, but I'm just kind of assuming that he had a part in that, right? Um, do we know uh, that? Is, that? is that confirmable evidence? I don't think it was Eckenstein. Okay, so it, I don't believe it was him. I think it was just a random hookup on New Year's Eve. You know how that goes. I respect that, but I want to go back to Eckenstein for one second. Can we talk about how just strange it is that this guy who is 21 and he met someone 17 years So we're talking about a damn near 40-year-old man yeah. whose hobbies included mountain climbing and magic. And he just happened to meet this fucking guy and was like, you know what, you'll be my new father. And that's just how life went for him, you know. It's like, yeah, dude, magic found him. Yeah, magic it did. found him in a way, and then it entered his gaping anus, and it just filled him up, and he could never turn back. That's just what it was. He wanted yeah. it. Yeah, holiest experience indeed. Yeah, I just think it, that's so ironic. The idea of the holiest, you know, it's just funny to me. Oh yeah, makes you. You know, because yeah. the butts. Oh, yeah, he makes you think of the Pope and all that. Well, yeah, the, the, the people I mean, he moves around all around the world. You gotta say, um, the holes involved in that. I mean, the the, the Catholics do love and probably abide by a lot of what he, we just said. Um, they really enjoy it. I I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but they just. God forbid you let him get married, but, you know, just any underage anus for them is good. That's just how, I mean, I know that's off topic, but let's just be, let's call, let's call it what it is. <laughs> this is, this is the worst aside we've ever had. <laughs> like, it is, but this, it's the most I mean, we start one. talking about random stuff all the time, but now we're just like, oh, yeah. It's Christians the, are always raping people like little kids and shit and i don't even say it's not wrong i I just say catholics there's something about catholicism 
that when you're when you gain power in Catholicism, you gain this weird ability to not see sex with a male. You being a male, sex with the same sex, it just isn't a sin for you anymore. But it is for everybody else. You know, it's like I don't. Why do I have to abide by that? You know, I'm not getting any. Yeah. Let's just have fucking anal sex with this guy. Let's put that holy spotlight on you, Father. Yeah, How about it, that? It, and that's where you know he he was the birth of the modern day Catholics. You know, he was like, guys, it's great. I promise you're gonna want this. You're gonna want this. And it was just like, you know he what? Loved it. He's got a good idea. Yeah. Alistair loved it. Okay, he had a great time with his newfound bisexuality. Crowley developed a relationship with a drag queen. That was introduced uh, to him at, at a point. You know, just on the streets. Uh, he introduced him to a social circle of like-minded individuals, you know, through his his new drag queen partner here, uh, which included the well-known author Oscar Wilde. Ooh, we know he They're was... rubbing uh, elbows with Mr. Wilde. We know he was a bit uh, something, you yeah. know, I guess you could say he was a bit... A little something, something going on down there, but that's he was yeah, awesome. Hey. He was a good guy. Apparently, real fucked up teeth. I believe that. Yeah, apparently, like whenever he would talk, he would put his his hand in front of his mouth so people couldn't see his teeth because they were just that bad. Like one of those old school, like the you know, like the Chinese geishas. They do like the and then they like cover their mouth. You know, they can't Is see. That what they, that's called geishas? Teeth. I don't. know. I mean, I know geishas were a thing. I don't know if they necessarily did that. But I don't know. I know. I, I've seen it. Somewhere. I know the the image you're describing. Yeah, I don't. Know, I mean, they just the the golden age of modern dentistry had not yet dawned on them, right? No. And no. Um, on top of that, these guys are just they just love fucking. They don't got time to worry about their teeth. Who doesn't love it? You know, aside from the people who don't. I don't know who you are, but whatever. Do whatever. Do whatever you want. Yeah, man. You fucking go for a walk. Love I don't know what, what you, you do love, instead, man. Yeah. Well, Crowley and Wilde did not get along, even though they were, t- you know, they were both, they loved all the finer things, and they were rich, and they were, you know, they were, they were both, they both loved being bottoms, and, you know, they just, but you'd think they'd get along, but they didn't. They just, just didn't. Just to clarify really quickly, um, I'm sure that everyone out there can probably insinuate what that is, but if you don't know what a bottom is, it's just somebody that takes penis in the butt. Yeah, you're on the bottom in a, in a homosexual sex scenario. Yeah, I don't know what else to call that. You you take it in the butt. That, that's just, that, uh, you know that's what a bottom is. And from this story, all the research, it sounds great. I that's what they keep saying. That's what they keep saying. Everyone that I'm hearing, if from back in the day, they loved it. Yeah, well. They didn't get along, and Crowley is quoted in accusing Wilde of becoming gay as a career move. Ooh. So Again, he's, he's ahead of his time, he's dude. super bigoted. He's way like, ahead way of his time. Like, way to look at it. It's like, ah, he just chose to do that. It's like, motherfucker, this guy could get executed if he's caught. Like, why would you just choose for your career? I don't even... How does that make sense? It's good to have this just secret, shit now? lifestyle. Like, I guess. Well, uh, Oscar did not pay much mind to Crowley. He really didn't give a fuck about Crowley because he was a nobody. Uh, you know, but uh, this didn't matter much because Crowley and his drag queen lover soon broke up, sending him uh, into a spiraling depression, forcing him to actually attempt to put thought towards what he wanted to do with his life. Oh, okay, okay. So, it, it, in a way, it it helped him grow and develop, and then it also gave him a very positive spin after that, you know, the negative emotion he felt. Yeah. It it, it was good. It was good for him. It, it helped him grow up, I You know, guess. you got to live your life. You know, have have some experiences you, did, don't, you may not have thought you would have had before, but then you have them, you're like, oh... And now you're so sad. So you just got to mold your life after your past experiences. Tell me this. Do you think that he lost his anal virginity in a cave? For I, some reason, that's what I feel like happened. I don't think so. it was in Stockholm. So I'm, I, I'm just imagining a room. I'm still getting a cave. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I'm a still bed, getting maybe. a cave. There's, there's, something there's the a bottom. guy there. There's he, him. He's just like, this cave looks good. 
And that's just where it was, you know? No, he was becoming the cave, you know? Ooh, okay. <clears throat> okay. Okay, I get you. So, yeah, he's, he's fucking, he's, he lost his drag queen lover. And now he's so depressed thinking about his life. He's toying around with the possibility of possibly becoming a diplomat of all things. Okay. Why, like, I don't know why, but he quickly realized that he had no desire to learn other languages, so he couldn't really uh, do that. Again, that's a barrier you're going to have to cross. another brick wall, yeah. You're going to have to go to other countries and talk to new people. He's like... Why can't they all just sound like me, you know? How about they? <laughs> Why can't they <laughs> Damn it, there's no R's in that sentence. Uh, uh, ambassador. Ambassador. Yeah, something like that. I really want They wouldn't to be able be... to understand him anyway with that. Like, I mean, they're just like, I can't understand He's your like, accent. What's this guy fucking talking about over here? Yeah. Well, yeah, he didn't want to learn the languages. He can't pronounce ours. He didn't want to be a diplomat after all. But after much thinking, uh, he, he came to the realization that what he wanted to do more than anything was to be known and remembered. You know, he's kind of getting uh, a little... Getting a little, big uh, head. Yeah, a little, big, a little bit of a big head there. But uh, rather than, you know, a profession, he's like, I just want to be remembered. And I want everyone to know me while I'm here. I mean, yeah, I guess that's some people want that, but I feel like it's a lot harder to get than you think. Very much so. And he didn't just want to be known and remembered. It's like he he thought the physical world itself it was too fickle to like promise an eternal remembrance. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, think to, of like uh, U.S. presidents. It's like I've I've was born, raised, and I still live in the United States of America. There's probably about. Ten presidents that I just have no idea they ever existed. And, yeah. like, at the time of them taking the job, they were probably like, I will go down in history as the president. So like, everybody fucking forgot you. If your name wasn't written down on some piece of parchment somewhere, we would have never realized who the yeah. fuck you were. Yeah. If you're not on my money, fuck off. Pretty much. It's like, just, I'm sorry I, uh, to tell you, man, but yeah, I you, need, just, uh, you, know, you just didn't do anything for us, you know? It's <laughs> like, we don't really feel... Or like, yeah. even think like the Romans. Think of all the forgotten leaders of the Romans that were just like, I will be remembered. It's like, nah, literally no one knows you yeah. existed. Most like, you know, like historical big like monument things. I don't even know who them shits are for. Yeah, I'm like, You know, sure. like, I, like what, it's just a big ass fucking... A shape. It's a big. Fucking... <laughs> you know, it's like oh, it's crazy that they did it way back then. Who? What? what why did they do that? Yeah, like oh, really cool. It's like Can oh, their leader. Home? It's like, do you know his name? It's like no. It's like you're the tour guide. It's like yeah. How come this Coliseum no doesn't knows. have free Wi-Fi? <laughs> I don't have any Wi-Fi in this tomb. Yeah, like who's this guy? Fuck off! You just sit on him. There's not a fucking Starbucks in the Vatican. Like, what the fuck? There Where's probably the is the gift honestly. shop. <laughs> There's probably so many fucking just luxuries in the Vatican. They, yeah, I, the, yeah, the Vatican solid everything. gold chairs for geriatric ass. They're you just know? Like, like, oh, you want to be closer to God? Why don't you slip us a fifty and we'll just you know let you go do that. <laughs> ah, so he, you know, he was like, the physical world is too fickle. To promise eternal remembrance. To him, even if he was, like, you know, remembered as a great poet, because, you know, still he wants to be a poet, uh, he, he was like, I'll be forgotten in a century or so. You know, that's how that goes. No, no, okay? He knew that he had to gain attention and immortality, in memory sense, through spirituality. He wanted to transcend even the destruction of planet Earth and all humanity to be remembered spiritually by the god of his youth, by opposing him. This is why he wanted to find the ultimate unforgivable sin. Because even if he, like, fucks up at the end of his life, and he's like, oh, God, I'm going to repent, I'm going to get forgiven. If he does this unforgivable sin, that's like it's like a, a, a fail-safe. It's nothing like his, uh, his, his rock climbing, you know? This is a safety net for him to not be forgiven. This... It's all very confusing and convoluted. 
But, yeah, okay. But it's Alistair. Yeah, that, yeah. I, 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 okay, I'll just accept what we'll I We'll have to unpack that because that's the end of my notes today. Yeah. So we can just spend the rest of the time unpacking that. Yeah, well, see, first and foremost, obviously there's going to be plenty more to come. You'll, you'll, you guys will certainly see where that takes us. Already this guy's living more of a life than probably three people who've lived 70-year lives. Like, oh, he's, yeah. he's got a bunch of stuff in there. Oh, yeah. And um, we, we decided to cut the episode here today because once we get into this next part, you, it just kind of steamrolls into itself further. Yeah. And it's it's impossible. We're not going to sit here and make a three hour episode. No, yeah. I mean, even even the notes I have for today are kind of scattered, and I want I want to really like iron out and like f- hammer down what I'm going to say about what exactly he's doing with magic <laughs> because it There's is very complicated and very much requires precise uh, explanation yeah there's a lot there is uh, and it'll be good to get out on the head you know uh of next episode but but yeah so that that's where we're gonna leave crowley for the day but i guess yeah what i i don't really know how to feel about that statement because you know what i'm getting here it it feels very darth vadery you know it's just like I can't be what I want to be, so I'll be the opposite of what I want to be, and everybody's going to love me for it. I've never seen Star Wars, so if, if you get if that's completely wrong, you could yell at me. That's fine. Well, but it, he's just yeah, you're wrong. But am I okay? Yeah, it, I'm pretty sure you're wrong. I wasn't listening. I zoned out. That's fine. I understand. Thinking about Alistair. I understand his deep eyes. Either way, it's I'm getting some weird fucking it. It's very childish in that sense. It's like, well, if I can't have it, I'll just do the opposite of that. And then I'll blame the maid. Yeah, he's you a know, fucking... Like... He's a tool. He's a tool. <laughs> um, but he wants to be remembered. I mean... Beyond physicality. We are talking about him. We're immortalizing him on the internet. It's true. Sound waves, motherfucker. It's true. We certainly aren't talking about him. Probably not in the way he would like. I'm sure if he could hear what we're saying right now... He would probably be doing some really ridiculous things to us. He would say, Gwen, Jake. Yeah, he'd say that, and we would just start laughing, and he'd get so pissed, and it would just be adorably hilarious. And, <laughs> that, that, I mean, that's just what it would be. We would have we'd, a, like, trip him and, like, stuff like that. We'd have a good laugh at him, you know? He'd just be like, yeah. you're fucking goofball, yeah. you idiot. And he'd be like, stop. What's up, cue ball, rich boy, idiot? You know, he'd be like, "Give me some of your dad's money." He's like, "No, I want to take it in the and then, butt." And yeah. then you know, he'd be like, "Ooga booga boo!" I'm gonna put a hex on you, and then we'd <laughs> be <laughs> fucking <laughs> dead. <laughs> that, that that's what it is. Yeah, put a spell on you. Now he's now you're now you're his. Okay. Oh, there you go. Well, I can say this. Um, the more I'm like, I'm starting to realize this wasn't a very scary episode for the Halloween. No, it but wasn't. But it's the start of something maybe frightening. But see, this there, is you know the reason I like this because like we did the whole month leading up to Halloween, you know, and now we're getting into something real. It it has that real fear aspect to it. A ghost story is a ghost story, you know. It spooks you, and you're like, oh, whatever. But then you don't think about it this has a little bit more meat on it, you know, because yeah. you're like, what the fuck is this shit? Probably the last thing I would want to mention about Alistair at this point, you know, we talked about his poetry. Mm. He had a little book called White Stains, which semen. was a collection of poems that he wrote. About semen? About, se- there was semen, there was a lot of semen, and there was also pee drinking and poop consuming and then also having sex with the uh, Christ our Lord Jesus on the cross. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. So that's a bit of the direction we're going. One of the poems is him, like, sucking Jesus' feet and, like, he's like, ooh, they're fresh from the road. And and he's, like, uh, eating uh, shit right out of Jesus' ass and then he's kissing Jesus with it in his mouth. That is, and, uh, again, that's an internet he video. He likes it. And I don't know, it sounds like, a, it's an int- it's a definitely a unique poem, you know? 
it's up there with one of the weirder ones that's ever existed. Um, I can certainly you like say that? that. You don't like feet <laughs> sucking Jesus? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm against it, but I'm also very curious as to uh I'm pretty sure he, he referred to the poop as uh, steaming globes or something like that. And he was like hot from its home, so sacred or some shit like that. <laughs> Does yeah, so that's that's kind of what his poetry is about. Maybe next week I'll I'll get some of his full poems that we can read. This is the question I want to leave our listeners with. Okay, brace yourselves. I want you to understand this. Is the defecation of Jesus Christ holy? It came from the holiest of holes. Is it though? It's still waste. It's still waste. It's holy. I don't How want dare an you call Jesus Christ our Lord waste? Think about it. Just think about that it. That was inside of him one time. Well, you know how they have in churches, they'll have like the bones or teeth of like a, a saint or something. So maybe they'd have the shit of Jesus. I have no idea. Just like petrified shit logs from, it's like, this is Jesus's dump. It's like, all right. He's <laughs> a Dump. Why does that sound so derogatory? <laughs> you want to see the Jesus dump? This I is, keep it in the back. This is God's poopy. It's in a bag. I mean, it's not too far-fetched. We're fucking eating his flesh and drinking his blood. That's true. So much cannibalism. Why not just just eat the stuff that comes out of the live Jesus? <laughs> At least it's a, re- <laughs> make it it's yeah, a renewable it's just, it's resource. It's the holiest of chocolates. That might be the sin is mixing that into milk. Ooh. Maybe the milk... Of a goat. Oh, what a Satanist symbol. With all that being said. Yeah, Alistair wanted to eat his poop, Jesus's, you know. That is effectively uh, our episode for the day. It really is. And as you could probably tell, we haven't even scratched the fucking surface. Okay, this oh, guy's not. insane. No, no, no. We're not going to talk as long about butt sex, but it will come up again. And he's a piece of shit millionaire guy. He writes poems. He's great. He's a magician. Oscar Wilde didn't like him. He didn't really pay much mind. He's the creepy, sexually charged Elon Musk of his time. Maybe. And instead of going to space, he's trying to meet God. Yeah. That's just what he's... Yeah, that's so what it is. So French him with poopy mouth. Yeah, yeah, get that... The pious poop, you know what I'm saying? Poop lick. Yeah. But we will be back next week with part two of Mr. Crowley... And we will. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and say, probably gonna be a three-parter. Yeah, that's kind of where I was leaning. Yeah. Um, I would say definitely be ready for three. Uh, that's probably where we're gonna end up here. But you will not be disappointed at all. I promise you, it's gonna be a good time. You're gonna. It love will it. be. We love you all very much. Have a great halloween and a great start to your november scare some people do some things that scare you maybe once a day isn't that some sort of motivational thing that people say it's like do a thing scares you every day yeah it's like what does that mean you know like i don't know take it the butt or something i'm afraid of um uh the extent to which i can hurt another human being should I do that? Try it. Should I do that? <laughs> just try it. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm just fucking. I'm way bigger than I than I think I am. I, you know. No, you are. You are. I like. You I, don't, I, don't I feel like I picture it. myself as like a, you know, like oh, I'm five eight and just a normal guy, but I'm like a huge human being. Yeah, you can. And I, I like accidentally do a lot of stuff, like bump into doors, hit my head. Jake, you all could single handedly go into a bus full of school children. And successfully kill all of them without a single bite mark entering oh, your my, skin. What with V darts nowadays and all these kids packing guns, <laughs> a well, lot of kids have guns in school now. Well, maybe a British like. school where they don't have guns. You know, uh, we got the knives. Australian Can I have a knife school. too? Australian schools—they can't do anything. They're just like, if they're not on fire, they're being attacked by wildlife. You yeah. know. Well, do I have like a time limit? No, you just gotta you just gotta fight I just the kids. Have to kill all these kids. Okay. Yeah, the bus driver just kind of watches and just like, oh, whatever happens, happens here. All right then. Anyway, yeah, I don't know how we got on me being larger than most people, but 
We are starting a cult. That's Grant of Jake and Mitch was here. You can follow us on all the stuff. It's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and YouTube. And we, there's a link below for the Patreon episodes. It's going to be a new one coming at you on Thursday. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm also going to Boston next weekend. So we're going to have to pre-record some shit. Whoop, whoop. All right. So just know that's ahead in your future, everybody. Yes, people. Patreon down below. And email. Startacult.gmail.com. Let us know if any of this in the episode resonated with you in any way. Yes. Goodbye, everybody. Okay, goodbye. Bananas! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.